Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Okay, talk into it and see how it is. Hello, you're listening to 105.7 Cool Jazz. Hello and welcome back. We have a very special guest tonight. And I personally feel like I am Oprah about to interview Meghan Markle. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Are you nervous? Uh, I'm nervous about the questions a little bit, but... Yeah, so just to give you some background, we did not prepare for this at all. It is 9 o'clock the night before this is supposed to drop. And in true Adam's fashion, we are freaking just winging it. Procrastinating till the end. So I have the questions. Tim hasn't had time to review them. So we will get to see him in all of his spontaneous glory. All right. Bring him on. Okay. Should we just get right to him? Let's do it. The number one question I got asked, what do you do for a living? Who? So I own a general contracting company. And basically, I mostly do construction, but I've been asked to do some different things here and there, and uh, we'll see where it takes me. But for right now, just contracting. And I will attest to the fact that this guy works harder than anyone I've ever met. He has been working seven days a week for like, how many months? I don't even know anymore. I thought it was February today, middle of February. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's just, you know, trying to get his company up and going and mm-hmm. he's killing it. Yeah, working on it for sure. Definitely have some big stuff coming up and we'll see where life takes us. Okay, the next question. How did we meet? Oh, wow. Well, it was before uh, all those cool dating sites and stuff. And so I had an ex-girlfriend. Rest in peace, Lex. Rest in peace. Um... I guess she told Lindsay I was okay or whatever, and she gave Lindsay my number. And no, it wasn't your number. You didn't. You were in Afghanistan. Oh yeah, no. I guess it was my Facebook. Yes. Right? And so you stalked me for a little bit, and uh... and you guys, he had this picture, this profile picture in an argyle sweater. Super hot. It was. It was awful. I'm gonna have to find it and post it to my Instagram, and. <laughs> It's on my Facebook page. It probably is. (laughs) If you're friends with him on Facebook, go check this out. This Argyle, and I looked at that and I was like, I don't know exactly how I feel about this, but clearly the people I'd been dating weren't really like working out for me. So I I went for it. I added him. Yeah. And I think I did message you first. You did. Yeah. That Argyle sweater, by the way, I don't think it ever made my uh, standard routine of clothing so to speak. It didn't get put in the, the weekly kind of, you know, <clears throat> but I only wore it a couple times. 
didn't really fit me. Enough for the, and it was like the mirror selfie before <laughs> iPhones had front cameras. Yeah. Like yep. you had to stand in the mirror and take the selfie. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Good times. Okay. How long have we been together slash married? So we've been together a little over 10 years now. And this December will be 10 years we've been married. Mm-hmm. A decade, man. Holy smokes. Um, speaking of marriage, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, one person, <laughs> asked uh, what it's like to be married to a therapist and if you feel like I'm psychoanalyzing you all the time. Um, I definitely think like uh, at first, I think you would try and use your... Uh, I don't know how to put that, your psychologist stuff on me and try to overanalyze things and back me into corners, but I I, I caught on. I was oh on your tricks. Oh my goodness. So I think something <clears throat> to take into consideration is that we were married before I was a therapist. It's not like he married me after. And also like he was with me all through going yeah. to school to be a therapist and all that. And also um, when you're like working with a client they're paying you for a service <laughs> and they view you as like the expert whereas you view me as your wife mm -hmm. and you don't give a crap what i have to say about no, your i do i definitely do i i think pride and everything else comes into play because i mean no one likes to be told they're doing anything wrong that's just human yeah. nature right yeah and i <clears throat> i will admit i am i'm very hard-headed very hard-headed but, uh, you know, it, it hasn't been that bad, to be honest. I mean, we stuck it out for almost 10 years, so... Yeah. Some, you must be doing something right so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do not psychoanalyze people I know in real life. If someone asks me something, I'll think about it and answer, but I feel like it would just take up so much brain space and I wouldn't be able to have true connections with people. Yeah. Also, people know me on, like, a pretty deep level so mm -hmm. they know that i'm just a human too right so no i'd say that i'd say you're all around a good person and i i definitely think you try to think the best of people at first and you know give them the benefit of the doubt so i could see that okay you ready for the next one <laughs> i don't know what is your parenting philosophy who i kind of have like a mix, I guess. Like on certain things, I am very strict about. And I I mean, I try to raise my kids the way that I was brought up. Definitely, you know, you will be respectful and honest. You know, I think those are two things that nowadays um, parents really slack on. And I don't want to be one of those parents that everyone in Walmart is looking at me because... You know, their kid, like, everyone's kids freak out and scream in Walmart or wherever. It's just their kids. But it's the parents that don't handle it the right way and cave and give them everything they want. It just, I don't, <clears throat> I don't see that being a good philosophy. And also, I really think um, parents have a hard time relating to young kids now with how busy everyone is. And we're always on our phones and... We just don't show them enough time and love and really get down and play cars with them or play Barbies or, you know, the basics, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we were raised, phones were attached to the wall and, you know, 
you had a dial. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, everything's at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really hard to... I think the hardest thing I have with the philosophy is balancing work and then life as far as family goes because that's super important and my job really, it, I really work probably 14 hours a day. If I'm not doing estimating and whatever else, I'm working. So finding that balance to work and play with my kids is, I think it's essential. Yeah. Back to like the boundaries thing. I think something that I've learned from you is that I, I've seen you be able to like relate to kids and be understanding, especially with Sam, because Sam's been our hardest kid. Yeah. Um, Relate to them, be understanding, talk them through things like you'll go sit up with Sam when he's throwing a tantrum mm. and calm him down. But you're also firm with the boundaries. Yeah. And I mean, I think that goes back to I'm a big kid myself. Yeah. So I hate being dad when I have to be dad, but I'll do it. You know, I want to be a parent that my kids can come to uh-huh. and they're not scared to because I'm not going to freak out on them. Anything they can say or they've done or will do, I've been there. Ask my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Wait. my philosophy on parenting. Okay. So I have another question that is right in line with this. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? <laughs> Bring them on. Okay. Tim, you are a very interactive dad with your children. Does this come naturally to you or is it something you have to consciously think about and plan? What advice would you give to fathers that struggle to relate to or interact with their children? Um, so the first part of that, um, I don't think anything comes naturally, like at first. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you just learn on the fly and you just roll with, but some... Nothing I, about uh, parenting felt natural to me, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, some of it does come natural. Because I've got siblings and I've got younger nieces and nephews that I, you know, was around when they were young and helped bring up and stuff. So, uh, the, I think the hardest thing, if if you are having trouble relating to your kids, take the time to talk to them. Take the time to show interest in what they're interested in. If your kid wants to play with cars, grab a car. You know, get down on the floor and play with them. I mean... It might be, it might seem like it's easier for me because I'm a big kid and I just, I love to play and goof around and it's all I want to do. I hate being serious all the time, but I mean, even, even taking time to show your kids how to run in slow motion. I mean, something that simple, they will do for days and days and days and you'll laugh every time you see them doing it with each other. The other day we taught them how to, to put all their hands in and then do like the you know oh yeah we go like team adams break yeah well i saw the girls do it in their room with each other (laughs) and they did it like five times so i i was like parenting win i was i was super stoked but it's just little stuff like that you know there's no such thing as a perfect parent and i mean that's it you know no one's perfect and not everyone's parenting skills are the exact same so yeah just give it your best Give it your best. I like it. So do you plan out like time with the kids or how do you do it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, let me tell you something about Tim. Tim plans nothing in life. Nothing. Nothing. I plan on sleeping, 
And I plan on waking up. And eating. I'm not very good at that most days. Who plans everything in our life? Um, that would be Lindsay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then before Lindsay was my mom, so... When we moved in together, fun fact about Tim, his mom, uh, like, handed me this checkbook and this ledger and and, and was like, okay, here you go. It's your turn now. Um, so she had been paying Tim's bills, like, not paying them with her money. So Tim would go out to work, but she would, like, write the checks and mail them in for Tim. So, uh, fun fact about that fun fact, um, Tim would be on the road for three or four months straight and... Very hard to send out payments on time and stuff <laughs> in BFE Nevada or, you know, Afghanistan, wherever. So there's always that. But yes, my mom did help a lot through me in my early 20s. So I did work a lot, though. So Yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> and now that there's automatic bill pay, yeah. I'm still doing it. I know. That's on you. Okay. <laughs> what do you and Lindsay fight about the most? Oh, man. Let's say it at the same time on three. One, two, three. Sex. Money. Oh, we don't really fight about money, do we? No, I just knew you were going to say sex. So I just, oh. <laughs> uh, no, um, I wouldn't say we fight about sex. I mean, it's definitely a... It's definitely a hard thing when you've got three young kids and two, or both of us have our own companies, you know, we're stretched really thin. So trying to make that personal, intimate time just doesn't always work out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like, I'd like it maybe if we could have those moments three or four times a week and we're lucky if we get it once a week with kids and life. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think that's a common marriage. It's kind of hard with little kids in your bed, too, all the time. and Yeah. You know, I leave at, I'm supposed to leave at 6 a.m. or 6.30 and sometimes get home at 5 or 6 or 8 p.m. So it's kind of hard to balance. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay gets home later than I do. So kind of hard. What is the hardest part of parenting? Oof. Um, I would say discipline is probably one of the harder parts. It's really hard to discipline your kid and I mean to stick with it, you know, it's not, it's not hard to discipline a kid, but to see it through, you know, so that they know that their actions have consequences. Cause if you cave every single time, you know, they don't learn anything. Mm-hmm. So I think sticking with it and actually, you know, seeing the lesson through that you're trying to get out to them i think that's probably one of the harder the harder aspects also watching them grow up is it's pretty hard because you're not going to get that back mm-hmm. so nah there's some there's definitely like regrets and stuff like you know you blink and your kids are five you know we're gonna blink and sam will be 13 and you know of course there's gonna be regrets like oh i wish i would have spent more time with him doing this or i wish he knew more about this or I wish I could have taken him fishing more. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot about parenting that I think's hard. So but some of it does come natural. Oh gosh, now that yeah. Now that we're talking about it, some of it does come naturally. Which parts come naturally? Playing with them. 
relating. Like, I'll give you an example. Ava wanted to eat 25 popsicles this morning, and uh, I was right there with her. You know, <laughs> like, hey, why stop there? I think there's 50 in a box. Like, let's do this, you know? No, uh, we stopped at five, but <clears throat> that was before breakfast. She did eat breakfast, so I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'm sure she did. Will you have more kids? Whew. Well. So we have London, so that's technically four. Technically four. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. You I don't know what? What, what the future holds. We always said no. Yeah. Like hard no. No, I mean, I, you know, you never know. I mean, uh, this fostering thing has been tough and had its challenges and... I definitely think in the future we might foster more kids, you know, when ours are out or ours are old enough to take care of themselves and wipe their own butts and, you know, it's not as hard. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever have more than four in the house at the same time. Okay. Yeah. But as far as like me and Lindsay having kids, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. No. I mean, that's a lot of work for us to have kids, so... Yeah, uh, we still have two embryos, I think. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know either. They probably sold them. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of a lot of work for us to have kids, I don't know if any everyone knows this who listens to the podcast. We have to do IVF to have our kids. Hmm. We had a long... Sorry, didn't mean to drop the bomb. No, it's okay. It's not something I was like hiding. And my next question is actually about that. Oh. Um, it was a long, hard road to have the kids we have. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and then... Like four years? Yeah. And then when we finally did have Sam, we had um, some issues right at the beginning, so... I mean, it was tough. Well, even during the pregnancy. Yeah, even during the pregnancy. Yeah. No, I mean, it was was tough. So the question is, how infertility has impacted you as a male? Can I share about why we're infertile? Yeah. Okay. So, um, we have male factor infertility, which means it's Tim's fault. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know if I believe it all, but <clears throat> I had all the tests and he didn't. So. Yes, I did. She says. Okay. So we needed IVF to have kids and it's male factor, meaning like Tim didn't have enough sperm for us to get pregnant naturally. Right. Or they were swimming funny or something. Yeah. There was, there were some different issues. But, um... So what was that like as a male going through that? And what advice would you give to other males? Um, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's embarrassing for males. I mean, like women have gynecology appointments and you guys get your regular pap smears and stuff like that. So, you know, we don't really have like a, like a penis exam we have once a month or something. So <laughs> to actually the like, I know once a month. You can what? You don't no, know. No, <laughs> I, I just gave that as an example. I'm just saying, like, that's not a regular thing, even yearly or, you know, five years. So it's a process, you know. You Besides giving your semen sample, which is the most awkward thing, like, <laughs> of all time. They hand you, I don't know if this is too much, but they <laughs> hand you a cup and they going. send you into a room. You lock eyes and they know. They know what you're going in there to do. And you're like, you're like a 14 year old kid. Like, holy crap. Do I lock the door? Like, bust in on me? Like, you know, um, it's a process. I mean, by the time, 
by the time we were done, like I, I was almost high fiving the doctor, like, all right, man, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You know, I don't, I don't even know how many samples I've had to give. So, um, I would say don't give up, you know, and don't be embarrassed because, um, it was all worth it. Do you still feel embarrassed? No, I don't feel embarrassed at all. Not at all. Good. Yeah. I know it was hard at the time. Oh, it's very hard. Because you felt like responsible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's a hard thing, you know, for a man to swallow his pride and say, okay, this is on me. Like, um, I'm the reason we can't have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I can imagine it's just as hard for women. They're just better at swallowing their pride. Yeah. Well, and I think looking back now, obviously it's easy to say I'm not embarrassed about that or it's not a big deal because we have these like three beautiful kids. Absolutely. Uh, but there was a time I, um, I think, well, I don't think, I know I was in this place and I'm pretty sure you were too, where I was questioning whether we would ever get to be parents because we were, we had so many failed IVF cycles mm-hmm. that it's like we were doing the highest level of anything you could do and it just wasn't working. Yeah. I don't think I ever lost hope. Um, financially, um, that stuff is expensive. It's very expensive, but, uh, same, same, same deal. It's all worth it. And if that's what you want in life, I mean, absolutely. You should absolutely try and figure out how to do it. But if that's not viable at the time, adopt, you know, foster. There's other ways. You can give your love to kids in other ways. It's not It's not all about having your own kids. Um, I think just that relationship, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there is something special about having your own kids. But at the same time... If you're a parent, you're a step-parent, you're uh, an uncle, you're, you know, someone else who's mentoring or doing whatever, you're doing the exact same job, you know. Those kids look at you the same way. And you you shouldn't feel like any less, any less of a parent, any less of a mentor, you know, whatever. It's whatever you can put in, those kids appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say don't give up, you know. There's other options. There's always other options. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, two more questions. <laughs> okay. Who's your hero and why? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would probably say, like, Batman, I think. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, I Honestly, I would say it's between my mom and dad. Uh, very important in my life. Um, I've had some great grandparents, for sure. And... There's a lot of people I look up to, a lot of people that have helped me out throughout my life, and yeah, no, there's a lot. I would say probably my dad, because okay. just I've, I've watched him bust his ass through, you know, through life, and just keep getting handed lemons, and he just doesn't care, he just keeps, you know, pushing through, like, that's a tough old man, like, I, I respect the hell out of my dad, me too. and I do my mom too. I definitely do. Um, my dad was the stern one and kind of the the enforcer, the punishment one, right? And my mom was more the loving one. And You know what's funny, though, nurturing. is your dad is not stern at all as a grandpa. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> 180. He could care less. <laughs> Here's some like, candy. Yeah, oh, you guys cry. Oh, you're coloring on the walls? Ooh, let's put some green in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's my dad now. Um, but no, I definitely definitely think those two made me into the man that I am today so I definitely look up to both of them but um I'll, I, I'll always look up to my dad yeah always yeah no doubt yeah okay who's, who's your hero 
I don't know. You. Mm. Wow, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. I am. Okay, ready. I'm going to say Freud or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Right. Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like it changes throughout my life. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, ready for the last one? Mm-hmm. So you know how we do the mom fails? <laughs> I want to hear your biggest dad fail. And oh it better be God. the shopping cart. It's going to be the shopping cart. <laughs> or I'm going to just have to. Okay. <sighs> so let me set the scene. Me and Sam are at Lowe's goofing off and getting stuff. We, they, we do this every couple weeks. We go and hang out and have a little little boys date at Lowe's or Home Depot or, you know, another building supply place. You go build stuff. That's yeah, what Sam calls it. And uh, so <laughs> we're leaving and Sam's in the shopping cart and I'm... A goofball so I'm trying to you know like ride on it with him and push it along and we're riding out in the parking lot and wait 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 it is flip-flop season yeah and Sam's in flip-flops I wasn't Sam was and Sam just kept saying dad go faster dad faster dad faster and before I know it we're going we're going like five maybe six miles an hour or so did you jump on the shopping cart I did I jumped on with both feet and we're going we're going down this hill and Tim has an artificial hip friends so this is like no easy task for yeah this it's rough usually but so before I know it the shopping cart the front end starts coming up and we're riding the willy so I go to put my feet down and next thing I know, the shopping cart goes all the way over <laughs> and Sam's feet are dragging oh. his ankles. And I, I picked him right up, but um, it definitely took some, he got some road rash on his ankles. Bad. For, yeah, they were like for a month, pretty bad. And I felt, God, I felt so bad. And I just kept telling him, I'm sorry, Sam. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he just kept, you know, Sam's such a sweet boy. Oh, it's okay, dad. Okay. It's, I'm okay, Dad. I'm okay. It's okay, Dad. I'm like bawling in the parking lot. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Sam. Yeah, that's probably my best dad fail. Um, I don't want to hurt any of my kids. You know, not on, not like that. It's not like that. What I do mean, you mean? Ob- I mean, do you obviously, no them? one wants to hurt their kids. I would hope, but uh, yeah, it 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 definitely sucked. That one sucked bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not proud of that dad fail. <laughs> okay. So do you want to hear the mom fails for the week? Yeah, absolutely. I'm here. Let's do this. Okay. So my personal mom fail is... So the, there was a theme this week. The theme was things you've said to your kids that you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> so Ava came up to me to tattle. And I told her that snitches she get stitches. stitches. That's something we say commonly in our house. Yeah, we're going to make a one of those corny little picture frames in nice cross stitch or something. This is snitches, snitches get, get stitches. stitches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't mean it. We don't hurt our kids. And it's our funny way of saying like, hey, don't tattle. Yeah, no one likes a tattletale. Yeah. Definitely. So that was that was mine. What's something you've said to your kids you probably shouldn't have? Oh, man. Oh. How much time do you have left? I mean, <laughs> we could go forever. We could be Joe Rogan and go for two hours. I don't think anyone listened for two hours, but... Do you feel like Joe Rogan? No, no. Um, I have nothing on Joe Rogan. And I don't think I will, but he's... Uh, Joe Rogan's... Yeah. 
He's badass. Okay, so what age you? <clears throat> I uh, our kids say damn and uh, shit a lot because I have a hard time turning that off. Um, so I would say that's probably probably my dad fail for the week or mom fail, whatever have you. And uh, yeah, my kids will drop something and say, "Oh shit." Yeah. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely to blame for a lot of that. So, yeah, I heard Ava say it this week, so. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's a hard one. Okay. <clears throat> Someone said, don't play dumb. Then she thought I was calling her dumb, and then I felt really bad, and I had to explain how I would never, ever call her that. I said that because I know how smart she really is, and she just needs to try when it comes to homework, reading specifically, seven-year-old. Yeah. I think that's hard. Uh, the language piece of parenting is really hard for me. Like, uh, it's uh, the example that comes to mind for me is saying, like, don't be naughty or bad. Like, you don't want to tell your kids they're bad, but right. you're trying to say, like, this behavior isn't okay or, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Anytime they sass me, I say, knock it off or I'm going to beat you. Probably not the best choice of words. I mean,. Straight to the point, right? Like, <laughs> knock your stuff off. Um, we, everyone jokes with their kids about that all yeah. the time. Yeah. We tell our kids we're going to put them up for adoption, like, at least, no, we at don't. least once a week. You know what my, my mom used to say to me? She told me she was going to sell me to the gypsies. Uh, my parents used to, or my mom used to say that too, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I didn't ever realize, like, what that was until those reality shows about gypsies came out. Mm-hmm. Or they'd say that they were going to give us to the children catcher off uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did that uh, psychologically change you? Absolutely. I can't watch that movie to this day. No, like... <laughs> Van Dyke's a stud, but I just can't watch it. <laughs> Did it harm you, do you feel like? No. Because no, I like... I mean, not. I want to be funny with my kids, oh, but yeah. I don't want to harm them either. No. Our, kids have, our kids already have a sense of humor just because we tease with them so much. Yeah. They already, they say smart aleck things to us all the time. Yeah, that's true. Mostly our two-year-olds. Ava. Ava. Okay. When they ask what to eat, I always say knuckle sandwiches and shake my fist at them. They know I'm joking, though. All right, ready for the last one? Yes, ma'am. Okay. My phone needs to open, sorry. Stop touching me. Haha. Ha. I'm sure every mom says it, but I felt bad. Get off me. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. Get off. Keep your hands to yourselves. Um, I think as a parent, you get overtouched because mm -hmm. your children are born and then you become a human jungle gym. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> They're always grabbing you or jumping on you or putting you in a chokehold. And, yeah. We're going to have some MMA fighters. Okay. So, I thought of one more question I have for you. What do you think about mom guilt? What's mom guilt? <laughs> Can you use that in a sentence? Do you know? What I, do you really want me to explain it? Yeah, kind of. So, like, moms feel guilty for everything: for saying no to our kids, for having to work, for um, do, taking time for themselves, everything. And I think men don't necessarily have that pressure from society. Hmm. I was just going to ask your answer your question with a question. Do you think dads have dad guilt? Because you or other dads? Um, I would say in general. It depends on I the do. man. I know I do, but 
So, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think I know you, and I know that you do, but I think there are other men who who don't. So I think historically, men have been um, seen as the providers, and it's normal for a man to go and work eight, ten hours a day. You know, mm-hmm. what have you? And uh, historically, women have either worked part time jobs or stayed at home and been stay at home moms, right? Especially when kids are in school, right? And it's more socially correct or whatever to get a a job a part-time job whatever um I don't know how I feel about mom guilt you know I I feel like in life we have to survive and no matter what you do someone's gonna judge you or say oh you should have done this or oh you should do it like this but you know the truth is there's no there's no black and white you know print there's no guidelines there's no anything that tells you exactly what you should be doing because nobody knows you know everything it's everything affects kids differently every kid is different mm-hmm. um, we're all just winging it I think honestly I think we're all just winging it because you could read hundreds of parenting books I have and well and how much I mean honestly how often do you still wing it even with all this material all this oh, all this stuff in daily. your arsenal you know daily like, winging it I I just feel like all you can do is the best you can do to survive. And at the end of the day, when your kids turn into adults and hopefully you haven't raised assholes, like, I feel like that's a win. You know, they're going to look back and say, oh, dad wasn't there all the time because he was working. Oh, mom did the best she could, but she wasn't perfect, you know, mm-hmm. because nobody's perfect. Right. So as far as mom guilt goes, like, yeah, I I think we all wish we could do things better. We all think we might have handled things the wrong way you know as far as and and it's the same with dads like of course I wish I could be home with my kids more of course I do I'd love to take them to the park every day I'd love to go out and do stuff with them you know but it's just not realistic it just it doesn't work that way yeah so I would just say you know do do your best and don't listen to the haters you know that's just it yeah someone can always do something better than you after the fact true and everyone has different situations and different things that work best for them and their family yeah it's not a one-size-fits-all how do you think we juggle the dynamic of me working and having such young kids i think um i think we do a pretty good job you know we have a lot of help we have a lot of help we have a ton of help um, I don't think without, you know, the help that we have, there's no way we could do it. Yeah. You know, childcare is ridiculous. Like it's, uh, we, our situation, we don't pay a ton of money for childcare. So it's, it's nice, but you know, there's other people that have their kids in daycares and preschool programs and other things five to six days a week. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like at that point you'd be working for free essentially to pay for that. Depending on what you do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, we have family members and then, you know, other programs and stuff that we can afford and mm-hmm. get to do. So, I, I feel like we juggle it pretty well. You know, you hang out with them in the morning and then I go pick them up at, when I get off and then I hang out with them and put them to bed while you're at work. So, yeah. I think there's a lot of like... With that dynamic though, there's a lot we have to let go. Like, we door dash too much absolutely 
Um, we don't meal plan. No. Like neither of us work no, out. No, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like we're it, there's a lot that has to go, and we just have to accept that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the COVID twenties turned into the COVID forty for me. So. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you let go. So I think especially when kids are little, as soon as kids can go and do stuff with you, more activities. I think going to the gym or. Even going swimming at the rec center or something for exercise, like, we'll be able to do that more. Yeah. As our kids get older. So, I think the dynamic dynamic we have right now with younger kids is what it is. Because unless you can be there, you know, all the time, of course, you have to figure something else out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we balance it pretty well. Great. So, I'm just hoping you, you know... You can all of a sudden become a huge sensation overnight, and I could do the stay-at-home dad thing. Oh, my gosh. Just kidding. You would go crazy. I would go crazy. Okay, well, thank you for coming on Mindful as a Mother. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Let's do this again sometime. Thanks for having me in the studio. The stu- yeah, the studio's our basement, guys. Thanks for inviting you down to the basement. Yeah. Okay. See you next week. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Lynn's L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams LCSW.